Jeremy Garrett is off to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Auburn picks up a big commitment from a tight end. Let's talk about it on this live edition of the Uptempo Podcast. You are now listening to the War Report Podcast Network. Let's go. What's up, Auburn family? I missed you guys, man. I'm your host, Dustin Smith, joined as always by my guy, Blake Lane. Tuesday night live show, Blake. It's been a little bit since we talked some football, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Our guy, Jeremy Garrett, he got a promotion off to the NFL, off to the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of NFL or a lot of college coaches, excuse me, are heading off to the NFL nowadays. Can't say that we uh, blame them. Blake, we did an episode about a month ago where we kind of talked about that, man. Uh, how are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing well, uh, just ready to talk some Auburn football, and I agree. I think the more uh, this NIL thing continues to go, I think the more you're going to see the coaches continue to leave to go to the next level. They don't want to deal with all the the recruiting, Dustin. They don't want to go in and have to recruit their own players and uh, then have to go on the recruiting trail, and then you got to figure out how much you got to pay this cat and how much you got to pay that cat. Uh, So you can just – go and take your talents to the next level like coach Garrett and you can really uh and you can really teach your craft and and help those guys and professional athletes and you know you're going to get a work ethic up there that uh you might not get in college so you know c- congratulations to him proud of him it stings as an Auburn fan because you were so excited and when I interviewed Marcus Harris at the Senior Bowl, yeah. I, I, I had to cut that part out of the interview because Coach Garrett had accepted the job with the Jags. And I got about four good minutes in with Marcus just asking him about Coach Garrett. Mm-hmm. And Marcus had nothing but positive words to say and just how he elevated each guy's game at that position. So I hate to lose him. Um, we're interested to see who we're going to get. Um, hopefully Hugh Freeze can really pinpoint somebody here soon and we can get that together and and keep the positivity rolling on the planes. Yeah, another thing too, we just did the episode with Dukes, right, where he talked about we asked him why is Auburn this class stacked right now on D-line, half the commitments are on defensive line, and he said because Jeremy Garrett just gets after it, man. He just understands the job and gets after it. Um, So the first thing that kind of, like you said, it stinks, so the first thing that stands out to me is Hugh Freeze nailed the hire. Like, it stings. It sucks because he was doing such a great job. It's going to be hard to replace him. But it, you nailed the hire, right? You got a guy, he comes in for one year, and the NFL says, hey, we got to get him. So you can't be mad at Hugh. He did his job uh, when your position coaches are going from college to the NFL. And what a, a pretty big jump. Liberty, Auburn. NFL. So um, the NFL was able to see his talent, you know, see the, the work that he'd been putting in. And there he goes. So shout out to Coach Garrett. He definitely earned it. And I got to say this, Blake, him staying behind on this final junior day and still sticking around and making sure that the recruits that he has recruited are still locked in with Auburn, making sure that those guys know, hey, man, Auburn's in good hands. That is a big that that showed just a, a next level professionalism to me a lot of college coaches wouldn't do something like that they'd be off to their next gig he didn't have to do that man and i think that kind of speaks volumes to his character and why you see him making such a quick quick ascension because not only is he that dude and a good coach but man if you're a high character guy like that people want to work with you blake yeah 100 percent, guys i'm on daddy duty right now and my boy levi he's he's getting after it so uh just bear with me but I agree, Dustin, 100%, man. And I know he addressed the team, and he he let the team know, like, you hear so many coaches in today's era just up and out, like like DeBoer. You know, we heard that little clip. And, you know, I know he's the head coach, but for Coach Garrett to go in and he's a position coach, and he let his team know, like, hey, I'm going to be straight up with you because I'm a grown man, and that's how we do business. And I think that speaks volumes. And I think that's ultimately why he got the look that he did so quickly. He's a hell of a coach. And I could tell just by talking to Marcus that he meant every word he was saying about Coach Garrett. So, you know, I think as an Auburn fan and 
we talk about this team and this program nonstop, Dustin. It stings. It does because we saw the growth and and we saw the guys get better each week, man. It just felt like that was the one position group that was going to take so much heat going into last year. And it, I just felt like they got better each and every week. And so I think this is now you have to look at, at Hugh and you look at the three candidates that have been rumored. You got to nail this hire because you nailed that one. So whether it be Kyle Pope or whoever, you know, you got to get it right. And me, I think Kyle Pope is going to be the guy. Um, I think it makes the most sense. I think him working with Hugh uh, previously at Liberty, uh, him being a GA from Alabama in 2017, uh, him just at Memphis getting guys, uh, guy after guy that he had in Memphis, uh, he got them uh, postseason honors and everything like that on on the D-line. And so I, I think that might be the move for Hugh. But whoever it is, you got to get it right. Yeah, I agree with you. That's one thing I was thinking about today, man, was just how important the defensive line position is at Auburn. We talk about it all the time, Blake. You can look at skill positions. We understand that they're sexy, but until Auburn gets right in the trenches, we ain't going any damn where. Um, and you saw – that how how quickly he started bringing in talent and so that's the thing too i, I will say this about hugh i trust that whoever he's going to bring in probably going to be a recruiter i think Hugh understands this is a position i have to recruit at an elite level if i want to win an elite level and so he's going to bring in a guy that he thinks that he could do that um I would like the Pope. You know, I, I'm all about at this point getting guys that Hugh has worked with before. We've seen Rodney Garner's name floated out there. I would love that. We've seen uh, the defensive line from Georgia kind of like a long shot, but I've seen his name floating out there as well. And then uh, the assistant, right, uh, Vaughn Williams. Um, I don't I don't think that'll happen, but I do want to say um, he's earned that. And he is a guy that when you see a lot of uh, a lot of uh, recruits, they mentioned him as well. And he's gonna be he's gonna be crucial in keeping a lot of those 25 commitments on that defensive line in this class will will be Von Williams. Uh so he does deserve to have his name kind of thrown around about a hat. Might not happen for him yet, but uh he is he is a crucial part of getting that whole class kind of stayed in because we gotta keep we gotta keep those kids in. So you gotta keep Antonio Coleman, you know, you can't let them kids and uh it does seem like uh fault came. We talked we talk with Dukes, right? Talked about how Falk was Florida State was making their push. It seems like he came in, had a good weekend here this junior day, and it kind of reaffirmed his commitment to Auburn. So that's a good thing because that's one that we can uh, we cannot lose. I will talk about one Blake that we lost in just a second. What you got, brother? I was just going to talk about uh, King Williams uh, mm-hmm. and and him being an analyst. But you watch how active he works social media, and I know a lot of people might not think it's a big deal. But it is, and he connects with these young kids. So uh, that is, I think that might be why you know he's gotten his name in the hat so quickly is because he is a great coach. But he can also connect with those young kids, uh, maybe because they're they're closer in age, and he gets them, he understands them. So um, you know, big props to him. He he's he's climbing the ranks pretty quick. Yeah, well, we saw our boy Javon Reed use social media yep. and use it well. It's uh, it's uh, today's day and age, man. It is a it is a key part, a key part. Uh, we saw with with Brian Harson, right? Just bad messaging over social media led to getting clowned on and all this kind of stuff. And that stuff over time, it affects your reputation. You release some of those graphics we released back in those Harson days, and boy, it, it really will affect you on the trail. It seems goofy, but it really will hurt you. Let's go over here and talk to its people, Blake. Our boy Tim, the Toolman Taylor, getting in here. 25 minutes before showtime. My guy. Thank you, buddy. Wardan Meagle, he says, watching from Charlotte, North Carolina tonight, watching the UNC fans melt right now. They're playing Clemson, right? Uh, what's, what's the score there? Tell me what the score is. Another Blake, Blake Patterson, saying, no doubt UNC melting down, but South Carolina is on the verge of melting. Yeah, South Carolina and Ole Miss, that's a, a good ball game. But shout out to South Carolina because that program, like that's a hell of a turnaround. And now we see them coming up on our schedule, and it's like, man, we got a stretch coming up. Titusville, Florida chiming in. Yes, sir. Florida boys, you're down there a little bit, Michael, down there in South Florida. I see you, baby. What's up? I'm glad that you're here with us tonight. Our brother Michael checking in says we're winning by 15 tomorrow. I'm going to give a prediction, Michael, at the end of this show. 
uh, on what's going to go down tomorrow. But y'all know how I feel. I'm tired of losing to Bama. Blake's tired of losing to Bama. Y'all are tired of losing to Bama. Something got to give tomorrow night, boys. I don't know if we're winning by 15, but uh, we we can win, but I don't know if we're winning by 15. Yes, sir. I got Brett. What's up, Brett? War damn, he says. War damn to you, buddy. We appreciate all your support. Congrats to Joe Witt Jr. Blake's uh, one amigo. All right, guys. So, look, let's see if we got any new ones here before I get on to because our boy Trevon Reed, he got us. Connie says, War Eagle up tempo. We always appreciate you, Connie. Chris checking in. What's up, everyone? At his son's. Look, this is dedication. This is why you guys are the best. At his son's soccer game. And my man Chris said, let me just saddle out to real quick and check in with the guys over at the up tempo. We love you, Chris. Love you, buddy. Appreciate you, man. And uh, I hope the son's up 7-0, baby. I hope he's up 7-0. I hope he's got a hattie, three goals to his name. I hope they're balling. I got James checking in, said, uh, yeah, it's a critical that we get this high right. This could have an effect on our – could this have an effect on our 25 class? Speaking of um, – speaking of – Jeremy Garrett going to Jack. Yeah, it absolutely could. It absolutely could. I think that, and he understood that. That's why he stayed this weekend, James. He stayed at the facility and was still helping with those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, we Dukes has Dukes has told us. You know, if you go back and watch the one with Dukes, I know that you watched it. He told us right that Jeremy Garrett's been that dude. He connects with the guys and he gets after it on the trail. Um, and yeah, that's why you've seen so many of these, these blue chips already committed on the defensive line. That's when you, you see the awesome class that you just brought in, right? Just a ton tons of studs. So it could affect us. This, we have to get this higher right. I would love to see Rodney Garner right. We know that that's a guy that can come in, can bring in talent and develop it. We know that he knows the high school ranks, knows what to do. I would like to see Pope. I like that one. So all the names on the list right now, I'm good with them. But, yeah, this if we don't get this one right, yeah, it could definitely affect the class. And uh, I think Hugh knows that. And I think that if you look at his history, James, he is going to get the defensive the defensive side of the football right. Now he's an offensive guy, but he always seems to always seems to get the higher right over there, right? I mean, look at look at linebacker Josh Aldridge. Like we didn't know that, that was gonna be that good. I mean, he nailed that one, bro. Like Josh Aldridge is that dude. You got crime dog and, and, and uh Kelly back there in the secondary. So yeah, and then Blake made the excellent point whenever we hired Durkin. The first thing Blake said was, Hey, we're already built in the back, we're already built in the back end dude, with coaching. And now whoever you get as defensive line coach, you got a guy like DJ Durkin in there that could bring in those guys up front and develop them. He's shown that over the course of his career. So that's uh, I, I do like that as well. You've already got Durkin sitting there that knows how to coach up the line. So, and I think that's attractive. That's attractive, right, Blake? To whoever you're going to bring in as a defensive line coach, like, hey, I got a defensive coordinator here that understands how important that position is, and is going to help you bring in some studs here too. Yeah, I think DJ Durkin. That's kind of why I was really big on the hire was because we always talk and stress about how we want Auburn to get nasty in the trenches again, man. You you want those you want those Derrick Browns and that old school Auburn defense, you know. And now I think you can really key in, and DJ Durkin can can make a big time hire. And if you get the Pope uh, from Georgia Tech, if you, if you get him to come in. You look at all of his success, and he's a young guy, so he could be there for a minute, you know. Mm. And you're you Charles Kelly and and crime on the back end, and Josh Aldridge and everything he did at, in that linebacking room last year, like it's big, man. I think that's a lot of a lot of positivity. So you know you can really key in up front and and beef it up there, and uh, and really focus, man, controlling the line of scrimmage. You got to get back to that. Yes, sir. We need to add depth there, right? Like we saw, we were okay in the front end, you know, but it just was the de- we didn't have the depth right there. Once we got down to that that second level of the defensive line last year, it just became a struggle. We couldn't afford guys to get hurt. Guys got hurt, and down it went. But like we talked about, man, Javon Reed went off to UCF. We knew he was going to go over there and do some recruiting, and he goes off and gets a top 100 player from us, flips four-star DB Kendaris Riddick from Auburn to UCF. Uh, I just kind of had that feeling like he was going to bring somebody with him and it didn't take long. So not going to, uh, not really going to sugarcoat this in the sense of like, this wasn't the guy that we wanted. We definitely wanted Kendarius Riddick as a highly rated player. This is a huge get for UCF and you just kind of know that, uh, that they're going to do that. So, but on the flip side, 
Hollis Davidson commits today. Four-star tied in, 6'5", 235 out of Peachtree, Georgia. And they're going to pair him up with my guy. Give me just a second. Blake's back in the building. Blake's back in the building. Bang, here we go. So these are our two tight end commitments right here. We got Ryan Gay, for, or Ryan G, however you say it, from Georgia. And then this weekend, our guy, our guy Hollis Davidson, the four-star tight end, 6'5", 235. So we had the last junior day. We kind of talked about this, how before last year, Auburn did a junior day where it was just, man, it was just a lot of kids there. And a lot of them came away saying, hey, there was too many guys at this junior day. I didn't get one-on-one time with the coaches like I wanted to. So Auburn this year split it up, did around 10 to 15 guys every weekend. And if you were if you were on social media, you kind of saw our tight end coach. You saw his assistant. They were tweeting out the eyeballs, right, kind of sending out the bat signals this week. And then uh, Ryan Gee was a big part of bringing in his guy here. They're both from Georgia. Uh, and, Blake, I watched the highlights right before we came on. And so he's he's a guy that can catch, you know, obviously – at 6'5", 235, a guy that can get up there and get the ball. A lot of his highlights were him high-pointing the ball. A lot of them in, them fades in the end zone that we know Hugh Freeze likes to call. But a guy that, boy, half of the highlight reel is him pancaking people and putting them on their ass, man. He likes to get that helmet in there, and he likes to pop them pads, dude. So, And we know that uh, we're going to lose three tight ends this year. This tight end room, we're losing a lot. So you're going to see – I mean, we already got two. And will it be a portal edition, you know, but, or will it just be three out of the high school ranks? Uh, we, that way to be seen. But Dukes was kind of telling us that you're going to see a lot of tight ends brought in this year, and Hugh Freeze is going to premium put a premium on that position. So Hollis Davidson commits today. He actually probably committed, it looks like, this weekend and got announced today. So this is a big-time gift for us, kind of bouncing back after Javon Reed came in there and stole a DB from us. And then real quick, Blake, I think Rivals has us uh, – well, we beat out Florida, Florida State, Miami, and Penn State for him. So some big schools there. We know that Florida State and Miami are recruiting really, really well right now. But that puts Auburn up to six in the nation right now. So when you lost Kandarius, you kind of dropped. We were in like the top five pretty much everywhere you looked. You lose a top 100 player like that, we dropped out. This one kind of puts us right back in there. And uh, I think we got some more guys that are probably silently committed that will probably leak out. I think some guys in these junior days probably said, okay, you know, I'm locked in. So right now, Blake, uh, it's really about getting that quarterback on board. But big tight ends will help, right? Yeah, man. Uh, I the quarterback position. Uh, that's that's a that's a tough one. Um, but yeah, tight end. Uh, it's going to be a thin room after this year. Going to have a bunch of people leave, like you said. Uh, getting these guys on board, getting multiple tight ends to join the room. Uh, big time for Hugh Freeze and big time uh, for Derek Nix in that offense. So. I like what they're doing here, man. I like what they're doing with the blocking and, you know, because we struggled in that part of the game this past year. We couldn't block. Our tight ends our tight ends were terrible. Let, let's be honest. Let's, let's, let's get right to the point, man. It was, it was rough. So uh, I like what they're doing here at that position, and they're, uh, they're going in the high school ranks and not going straight to the transfer portal to bring guys in. So I like what Hugh Freeze is doing. Yeah, he told us. He said, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to the high school ranks. I'm going to try to get guys in here that want to be at Auburn, want to be at Auburn for a long time. And our guy, uh, our guy, Brett, he's on top of it, man. He's getting in. It's G. It's G. So Ryan G. So you got two big tight ends coming in from Georgia, man. That is, uh, that's good stuff. Now, let's see. We got some comments. Let's get to Blake. Kyle says, hey. Touch the like button for the guys. I'm with that. Hit that like button, guys. Subscribe to the channel if you have not done that. And I had some other ones start up here. My computer's kind of acting funny at the moment. I apologize, y'all. I was going to shout out Brad uh, real quick. I, I kind of caught one of his comments, and he, I believe he is retiring from the Air Force. I couldn't – it was scrolling down. Couldn't really tell. Uh, but I, I saw military, so – Brad, I didn't see your whole comment, brother, but uh, military, uh, congrats to you, man. Thank you for serving the country. Yeah, yeah, let us know what's going on, Brad. All right, uh, what else we got going on, Blake? I'm sorry, my computer's acting up, (laughs) y'all. You're good, man, you're good. 
Uh, I, hey, I'm on I'm on baby duty. So <laughs> uh, I know if y'all can hear Levi in the background, he he is uh, he's in the middle of teething right now. So he, oh, he's trying times. to get some teeth in and and he's getting ready for Auburn baseball. That's what we're about to do here. Right when we get done, we're about to watch a little a little Butch Thompson on, on War Eagle Plus. So uh, I know we're excited about that. Yeah, I think I got the I think I got the situation figured out. The cat, he kind of <laughs> snuck up there. Pulled the Ethernet cord halfway out. We weren't even plugged in. We were Wi-Fi and all the way on the other end of the house down there. I think we're good to go. Everybody hear me loud and clear? We all good? You hear me good, Blake? Yeah, man, I hear you. There it is. There it is. Right. Air Force retirement, man. How about that, Brad? Let's go, baby. That's February, big time. Man, that's awesome, bro. Well, we appreciate your service, Brad, and we appreciate you always being here, man. You're always in the comments. You're always supporting the show. Yeah, Michael, look at this, bro. Uh, rest in peace, Toby Keith. Should have been a cowboy. Uh-huh. That was wild, man. Woke up this morning and saw that. And uh, mm. yeah, man, like cancer sucks, bro. So first off, obviously, like condolences to his family and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's that's tough. But yeah, legend, dude, an icon. I mean, it's one of them things where like you 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 know you, you think you know like the 10 to 15 really popular songs, and there's 10 or 15 more. It's just uh Toby Keith, decades, decades of absolute bangers, bro. Hey, and and he was one of those dudes that would cut up too. Like he wasn't one of those guys that was, you know, he was. Yeah, we know he was a celebrity and a millionaire, but he would cut up with the average person walking down the street. Uh, he was just one of those cats. I watched the. I was watching uh, TikTok a while ago, and he was on the PGA tour, uh, just hitting the golf ball around, just acting like an everyday dude. And that, I think that's something that's lost in in today's world. And and. I also read something that he has a restaurant, and if you're a military member, uh, and you go to that restaurant, you eat for free, and all drinks are free. Oh, yeah. No, obviously uh, a big Patriot man and a big Oklahoma Sooner fan, right? Big college football guy. So, yeah, dude, again, rest in peace, Toby Keith. That was uh, that was sad. It makes you feel old, bro, when all you – all the athletes that you grew up watching and, and the announcers, you know, the sports broadcasters and the singers and the actors. It's like, man, what is what is going on? Kyle Sweat, you are speaking Blake's language. I trust, he says, that Hugh Freeze has a plan. Yeah, uh, Blake, speak on this. This is your deal, bro. Yeah, I, th- I think he does have a plan, and I think it all starts with wanting to be on the same page. And I think year one, we weren't on the same page. We were uh, just throw it together. We were a dark hole. We were a mess. He told us we sucked. We didn't want to listen. And it was, hey, I need to go do this. Can you do this? Come to find out you couldn't do your job. Uh, And then one guy that was doing his job was doing other things to guys on the coaching staff and – you know, you're just you're <laughs> you're lost. So you got to make changes. And I think now he wants people there that he can trust. And this isn't talking about like Zach Etheridge or Cadillac. This is this is we know who we're talking about here. The other two. All right. And he wanted people that he was familiar with and that he could relate to and that he could trust. And he could say, hey, I need you to do this and it get done. Derek Nix, I need you to help me scheme up an offense this week, all right, so we can put points on the board. And he knows it's going to get done. Hey, Derek Nix, I also need you to go down to Pascagoula, Mississippi, and recruit this wide receiver down there, all right? Can I trust you to do that? Yeah, he can trust him. So, you know, I I think this hire on the D-line is a big one. You're losing a big piece. But you got to bounce back. You got you've nailed, in my opinion, you've nailed two two coordinator hires. All right, mm. last year you missed massive on offense. All right? right, the OC was a miss. I felt like Ron Roberts did good things. I'll never be a fan of that uh, <laughs> last call on the Iron Bowl. I'm sorry, y'all got at me so much when I said he needed to be fired after the Iron Bowl. Oh, you're crazy. Delete the tweet. And somebody got fired. So, well, he didn't get fired, but, you know. So, I um, I think he's got to get it right. And you got to keep the positivity going. That's that's the biggest thing is 
for like the last two weeks, it kind of felt like we were getting negative and and we were getting sour. Did it not feel like that, Dustin? Yeah. It, yeah, it just sure. kind of felt like things were starting to come back. And we were just kind of like, oh, man, here we go. You know, we, we lost this guy. We lost this guy. Uh, we, we missed out on Ryan Williams. And it just felt like all this stuff was just starting to ball up. I feel like you got to stay positive and, and you got to get the biggest thing. Tell them, Levi, the biggest yeah, thing is you got to get you got to get to a day. You got to get to a day and you got to be positive into a day because your fans are going to show up. They're going to be excited. So keep it going. Keep the momentum going. Yeah. I mean, look, you brought in a top 10 class and um, you're sitting right now with the top 10 class coming into the 2025 before a day. You're going to have. You're going to have more commitments, right? So I really do think that unless it just falls apart on the field next year, I do think that Auburn's going to bring in another at least like top seven, top six type class coming into this year, this 2025 class. I think it will be better. Um, so really I think that the, the, the thing for Hugh Freeze this year is going to be finding a way to win some games that he shouldn't win and finding a way to get into seven, you know, seven wins, maybe eight eight and five if he can, um, because it's not that I'm – it's not that I'm down on this, you know, down on Hugh Freeze or down on where we're, what's going on. It's just I really – coming into next year, this team is going to be young. There's not going to be a lot of pieces. Um, you're really – and Hugh's kind of said it. He's come out and said, I'm not going to just go into the portal the way we did the first time. He doesn't have to for one. You know, obviously he had to flip the roster the way that he had to do it. Uh, coming in but he's just not going to go portal heavy he said that he's not there'll be some more additions when the spring portal opens up but it's not going to be this massive facelift i don't think there's going to be some big game changer right i think that hopefully there might be somebody big like but probably not it's probably going to be adding death pieces the guy like trill carter or gage keys these guys that are can fill up and help you out but again aren't game changers so it's going to be the time where all right cam coleman what you got all right, Sylvester Smith or a Colton Hood, what you got? You know, a Terrence Love, what's up? What you got? Uh, Darren Reed, it's going to be a time now. What you got? You're going to be a red shirt freshman? You're going to have a step up on that defensive line and give us some good reps. That's just going to be where it is. Um, so I say all that to say next year, don't set the set the goal, set the set your goal, set your expectations in the right place. Because if you're coming in next year saying, okay, well, it's year two and it's got to get to to nine, ten wins, you're going to be disappointed. So, you know, yes, Hugh Freeze has a plan. That plan involves rebuilding a culture around guys that want to be at Auburn and want to win at Auburn and want to do it the right way. And right now, he's still working on that. And it's just going to take some time. One class isn't going to change that. Two classes isn't going to change that. You got to get in to where the majority of the guys are bought in, not pockets. And right now, I still think he got pockets of guys, and he's working on changing that. That's that's look. We did our episode uh, probably a couple months ago now, where we said what um what's the biggest thing that needs to happen this offseason? and I kind of took it away from on the field. I said it's the stuff that's got to happen off the field. It's the stuff in the June and then July and this time. When we start talking to these players, come around the, the beginning of next season, what I don't want to hear anymore is it's just this this stuff that doesn't that we don't see on the field because all we heard was okay, we're bought in, we're doing this, and then the season comes and I watch you quit in Baton Rouge. You quit. You didn't even show up. I can't say you quit because you didn't even get off the bus. I watched you quit versus New Mexico State. New Mexico State made you quit in your stadium at night. What? I watched you never even care about the Music City Bowl. You didn't care. And you can't tell me that it's this, oh, it's just a meaningless bowl game because Maryland cared. Maryland damn sure cared. They cared 21 to 0 after the first quarter type care. So, yeah, Hugh Freeze has a plan. Um, That plan is going to take some time. And I would just say that, like, this year, the, the New Mexico State type things can't happen. That's the progress that needs to happen now. Maybe still one of those games that you have a, you have that team, that Bama, that Georgia close, obviously make the plays this time. That would be huge. And just don't give away 
those gimme games like that at home and just show a little bit of progress on the field because it's still going to take. I mean, we made this point all the time, right, Blake? Cam Coleman's a beast. Perry Thompson's a beast. Walker White's a beast. Caleb Harris is a beast. Jamonte Waller's a beast. DeAndre Carter's a beast. They're all 18 years old in a big boy league. So this was a great class that we just brought in, but the Georgias that we've been competing against and the Bamas that we've been competing against, they got class. They got these things stacked. So, look, we're on the right path as far as bringing the talent goes, and I think that Blake made a good point as far as it just uh, – it's going to be – it's about chemistry, about this this coaching staff, and a lot of it's going to be about chemistry. Now, it wasn't, it wasn't all, you know, like – the Jeremy Garrett thing, obviously there's no chemistry issues there. The guy's getting a promotion. But um, for but this staff is going to have to be bought in. This team is going to have to be bought in. I think that's the big thing. That's the big part of Hughes' plan. And uh, I'm not making like a, a big talking point out of this, Kyle. But, yeah, the big part of Hughes' plan right now is culture. Got to get the culture right. Got to get coaches and players. They're all bought in to the same system. And uh, – that's gonna be that's gonna be everything this summer. It really is because when you talk about when you talk about team chemistry, Blake, and I'll, I'll pass it to you if Levi's if Levi's good to go there. Um, when you talk about team chemistry, look at this basketball team, right? This is why me and you were saying after after them two losses on the road, do not freak out because there's leaders on this team because the chemistry's right because the locker room is right. And what did you see CBM do? Come in there at halftime, step up, be a leader versus Ole Miss. This basketball team came out, handled business, got a big-time win versus Ole Miss on the road because the culture's right. It translates directly to the field or in that scenario, the court. But if you got everybody bought in, man, then all of a sudden you can go on the road and have that kind of second half like you did against Ole Miss. Yeah, Dustin, look – I think one one place it really started was after the bowl game when we got torched by Maryland. And like Dustin said, Maryland cared. They cared with their backups, folks. All right. We got blitzed. All right. We we got beat down. But I think a big turning point was Rivaldo Fairweather saying, hey, we got some problems. We got some problems and we got to figure it out. Yeah. We, we got to go to the drawing board and we got to figure it out. So I think you you were kind of searching for a leader all year long. You were searching for a guy that you could just kind of say, like, hey, that's the dude right there. We knew what we had on defense. We needed that guy on offense. And Valdo stepping up and just saying that and getting it out into the public, just saying, hey, there's guys that just ain't getting it done. Mm-hmm. And if and if you're that if you're one of those guys, you need to get out. Because I, I'm going into my final year and we're not cutting it. Levi's having a time, man. Um, <laughs> but you know, looking at looking at this next season, I agree with you on the culture part, and you have to stack classes and get guys in that you believe in, that they also believe in you. They believe in Hugh Freeze, and you have to create that chemistry in the locker room. Then it carries over onto the field. That's why I don't believe in the transfer portal too much and going into it the way Lane Kiffin goes into it is because you're bringing a lot of me guys in, and then they're just saying, hey, look, we're here to show out for a year and go to the league. I feel like that's what they're doing. Hey, we're here to show out. Once we show out, we don't care about winning games. Let's just win nine, ten games, and let's go to the league. And then you're left with depth issues. All right, so you got to go recruit your guys and get them in here, build something in that facility, in that locker room, and build off of it on the field. And I agree with you 100% about you can't let New Mexico State happen again this year. I mean, if that happens again, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, you gotta. The ones you gotta win are the ones that like Cal at home, Arkansas at home. Man, starting four and zero at all at home with Oklahoma coming into your crib, that's huge. I I don't care how you slice it. If you can start four and zero with Oklahoma coming into your house, I mean, if you can win 
if you can get to seven or eight wins in year two, that that's that's big time for me. I'm going to be yeah. very very pleased with that. Yeah, and then you know Hugh, like I like I said, he's going to bring in another top ten class. I personally think this class is going to float around top five, probably land within top five. So yeah, man, uh, you're headed in the right direction if you do that. Guys, I see uh, the chat is popping. We got some good comments. I got started. Want to continue the discussion before we do. Tonight's show is brought to you by our friends over at the Barner Supply Company. The link is in the description. It's also posted on my Twitter. They got good stuff over there, guys. Go check them out. Our guy Matthew over there, he's a firefighter, first responder. He is an Auburn man. He's a dad. He's uh, he's just a guy with a dream, Blake. He wants to, uh, wants to put out good stuff, good quality equipment. Go over there, man. That link is in the description. Check out the website. They got a ton of good stuff over there, man. The website is super interactive. It's super easy to use. I saw our guy Jazzy got some stickers the other day for his truck. Uh, so Matthew's a really good guy, man. Go over there, Barnard Supply Company. I just got the uh, the baseball script right there, ready for Plainsman Park. I got the shirt coming in. So, yeah, man, click that link in the description. Let them know that we sent you. It'll help us out, man. You can help him out. Uh, Auburn people support Auburn, Blake. That's what we do, baby. Yeah, and one thing I'll tell you all is there's a little something uh, in the works with this. Uh, I'm not going to say anything yet, but we, we got a little something in the works coming up that is for – the members and the chat and everything like that, that we're kind of cooking up behind the scenes and it's going to be fun. Like, I mean, he's growing super fast. It's uh, it's taken off and Auburn people, like Dustin said, Auburn people are supporting Auburn people. And it's good to see, it's good to see that a, a guy can start something up and people just latch onto it and, and start buying his product and uh, giving him five stars on his product. All I hear is people have how much they love it. So, Go get it. Go check it out. Yeah, no, it's uh, look, man, it's quality stuff, and I, I love the baseball script because we start baseball next week, baby. Next week, we start baseball next week, next Friday. And real quick, man, speaking of, if you are into baseball, hell, if you're just into football, if you want to help us out, here are the membership options. You got three ninety nine for the JV squad, five ninety nine for the varsity squad. If you are like our guy Jazzy, who is really fired up for this new NCAA to come out. You're going to want to get in here because we're going to be doing tournaments. We're going to be doing online dynasties. We might, everybody might pick get to pick a team in the Sun Belt, right? And then we just build it up. We, we got all kinds of stuff that we're going to do, man. So uh, we're really having a good time. Again, we get new members all the time. That group chat is, is not growing. So that's where we put all our information. If you are one of the members that recently joined and you're not in the group chat, Get in there. You'll get all the access. That's where we can let all you guys know what's happening. And if you do have any questions and you're just like, dude, I'm not, I'm not making a Twitter to do that, just ask us any questions in the comments of a video, and we'll be sure to respond to you. We love all you guys. I do have a recruiting update coming out for you guys, I would say, within the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, so give me time to get to that. We'll spit that out for you all. And, yeah, man, once this baseball gets revved up, we're going to have a ton of stuff for that. Uh, recruiting coming around the corner. We got camps coming up. I'm going to be at those, getting a lot of content for you guys. So we're really, really uh, going to continue to turn this thing up for our members to the next level. Now, Blake, over to the comments. I got a couple star from the people. Our guy Kyle says, thanks for all the insight and passion. I've been a war poor patron for years. And thanks to them for y'all and y'all for joining up and introducing me to y'all. Yeah. Uh, our guys over there at Report, War Report. Uh, Ike, Mike, you know, B Will, C Dub, those are our people, man. We love them. They've been, uh, I think we were at 200, maybe 300 subs whenever we signed on, and now we're knocking on the door at 16. So yeah, they've been a uh, they've been a big help for us, man. Anytime that we uh, ask them for anything, they step up and help us out. Um, they don't ask for they don't ask for anything. They just do it. So yeah, man, and we're glad that uh, we're glad that we were able to you're able to find us through their platform. We're just gonna keep growing, baby. Our goal is to continue to grow. Uh, Brett says QB for 25, KJ, Juju, and recently reclassified TJ Latif. Uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of TJ, but I have seen a whole lot of KJ. Um, and then I have seen some of Juju Lewis. Really want to see him in person and see more KJ in person this year. Looking forward to that. Um, I'll just say this, Brett. I like all three of these guys. Really don't, like I said, I don't know a whole lot about TJ. Um, but it's, it's, it's important that I don't want to say like we have to rush it. But it's important that a QB gets in and uh, helps build this class sooner than later. I'm I'm not so sure that uh, KJ Lacey is going to end up at Auburn. Like, yeah, like not, yeah. yeah, I don't think he's in the running uh, any longer. That's just yeah. me. I just don't think it's in the cards. It's definitely died down, hasn't it? Yeah, 
the smoke has the smoke has disappeared for sure tim the tool man taylor says freeze is getting his guy so i'm curious to see how all that works yeah because like like blake said the the ron roberts thing on the field minus the the last play versus alabama it pretty much worked but it didn't work off the field so it, it's kind of and then the same thing with philip montgomery now they got along it wasn't a, a personal thing but it was still it just didn't work the chemistry just didn't work so I think that's huge saying, yeah, man, I'm going to get my guys. I'm going to get guys that, like Blake said, I know I can just tell them I need you to go do this, and they go do it, and then he knows he can trust him, and he can, he can just do his thing and focus on what he wants to focus on. So, yeah, Tim, this is uh, – it's it's very much uh, it's very much like I'll go out on my sword. So, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out doing it my way. And I applaud you for doing that, and I've been saying from the beginning – You've been winning a whole lot of football games your whole career. Do it the way you've been doing it. I mean, if you go back and play, we actually played the clip from Hughes' opening press conference where he said he was giving up the play calling or whatever. And me and Blake said, nope, don't like what's the, the Michael Scott, the Michael Scott gift. Nope, don't like that. That was the reaction. We're like, no, don't like that. Want you to call the plays, man. Want you to do what you've been doing. Uh, Kyle says seven to 10 portal guys a year sounds just about right. As long as freeze brings in Auburn guys that stay with the plan for multiple years. That's what he's trying to do, man. He wants like, he, he wants to get guys that are really sticking out with Auburn and not just leave at the first, you know, the first time of, of I'm not getting to play and really you're only a sophomore, you know, just to hang in there, man. And uh, a lot of times too, it's, I always say this, you're, <laughs> if you're not starting, it's like, you're going to go jump somewhere else. And unless you're jumping down, unless you're like, okay, uh, I'm doing the TJ, the, you know, the TJ family thing, I'm going to go down here and I'm going to ball out of Texas state. But if you're going to like another sec school or big 10 school, you're just jumping back in a rotation. Like you, you got to reestablish yourself. It's just a whole thing, man. Unless you just been promised something. Right. But a lot of times those guys go in there, man, and they just get lost in the shuffle. And I use Jeffrey Embo all the time as a good example of that. Cause I think that he just kind of set himself back going to Purdue. Now, sometimes it works out for guys, though. But, yeah, this 7 to 10 does seem like a healthy number. Connie says, we need culture like CBM show Saturday. Yeah, CBM's a dog. He's a crucial part of this basketball team. How far we go depends on uh, a lot of what CBM brings to the table. Blake says, got to get this QB situation straight for 2024. In my opinion, though, it's crucial. My question is, does Coach Freeze have the balls to sit PT if he's not the best player? I hope so. He's got to. He's got to. If if PT's not getting it done for another year, there's no way. I mean, I Blake and Blake, I think we saw in Nashville, I think I saw sitting up there in the nosebleeds with my boy Jazzy in 30-degree weather, I think I saw Hugh Freeze get fed up with Peyton Thorne. I think we saw him get fed up with Holden Gurner. He said, I'm going to find somebody out here that can get a ball to a receiver. And all of a sudden, receivers that we've been ragging are catching the ball in stride. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Hugh's honest. And he said in that postgame presser after Music City Bowl, it's up in the air, baby. QB is up in the air. If Walker White comes in and he's the best, you might just see Walker White. That's where I think it's at. I'm not saying that'll happen, but I, I really do think for the first time in a long time, we might see an actual quarterback battle and the best quarterback in spring and fall camp might actually win the job at Auburn. Woo, wouldn't that be wild? You got to. Like you're you're to you're to the point where you can't go through what you did last year and you just watch a guy just I mean he he just he still looked lost in the bowl game. It's like he never got better. And I and I hate that because uh, there are moments at Michigan State where you saw him and and he played well, but it just it wasn't happening here, and it never looked like he progressed any. So you can't go through that experiment again. You don't have time to do it. You don't have time to wait around. You have to go. So the best guy needs to play, and whoever that is, you know, if it's not Holden, I think Holden transfers. And if it's Walker White, then, hey, let him get in there and go. I'll take the growing pains. I, I will. I'll take eight and four and Walker White have a have a decent year and him and these receivers 
uh, they get that chemistry and they get going for 2025. I'll be okay with that. I'll be pleased with it. I mean, it's, it's PT is going to be PT. He's going to, he's going to throw for uh, 120 yards and it's, it's, he looks like a deer in headlights when uh, the pass rush gets to him. I'm sorry, bro. I just, I took up, I, t- I took up for that QB spot all throughout the year, and it was just, it was rough to watch in that bowl game. He still looked lost, and you can't tell me on that pick six, he had his mind up where he was throwing the football before he ever snapped the ball. Oh yeah, he knew it. He knew where he was going, and they read him like a book. All right, Doctor Seuss, cat in the hat. All right, <laughs> that's how easy it was to read. So. I just I think you got to be better this year, and and I don't want to hear in fall camp. Oh, well, this guy played great in the in the in the scrimmage. I mean, he was right. the best guy, and then come to find out, he's QB three on the depth chart. I, I don't want to hear that this year. If best guy was the best guy, then the best guy needs to play. Yeah. Period. Facts. facts. Um, let's see, and I, I think we'll get that, Blake, because I think that Hugh, I think he knows, like he's in that position. Creek becoming a new member. Hey, welcome to the family, buddy. We appreciate you. Like I said, be on the lookout in the next 24 to 48 hours for uh, some new recruiting content. Kind of nailed one last week, Blake. I said, hey, here's a guy from my area that uh, was a three-star that's about to shoot up to a four-star and get some offers. And since then, about half the Big Ten and half the Big or half the Big Ten and half the SEC has offered him. So uh, I saw we'll, that on Twitter. Yeah. So we'll, he, was, uh, he was getting shouted out a good bit. Yeah, he's uh he's doing his thing, man. Actually, a guy that I went and watched, uh, we just had all the Auburn commitments were kind of off one week last week in October, and I was like, we he he came to a day, so Auburn, so he's on our board, right? Um, and then so Darian Clarity out of Pensacola, here, he's a four star, and uh, I just kind of told our guys, man, he's he's about to go to camp, he's about to do his thing, and whew, he took off this week, so uh, we got a lot of stuff coming over there, man. It's not just football, it's not just baseball. We do everything over there for our members. So uh, welcome to the family, buddy, and we're glad that you joined. And uh, let's see, I got got a good one here. Ant says, PT isn't it. He told everybody before the season. Ant, I, I hear you. I, I, I wouldn't say that I was saying he wasn't going to be it. My concern was, one, how good was the receivers in the offensive line going to be for him? Two, you know, our guy Ike over at the Warport did a bunch of film breakdowns, and I watched him, and it, was, it just appeared to be – decent to me average to at best sometimes good but could get to bad too and i did think the floor was higher i didn't think it was going to be get as bad as it got to at some points um but yeah like blake said pt it is what it is man when you've got this much game film out there when there's this much tape on you it is what it is uh but ant thinks that it's going to be hank brown now we'll see how it goes man well this is going to be this is going to be fun to watch and it's ha. Huh. This is interesting because we've seen guys do something in bowl games and then never show out again. We've seen guys do stuff in garbage time and then whatever, right? But he looked he it looked the part. It wasn't it didn't just look goofy. It looked the part. So, um, we'll see. Ant, that's gonna be that would be crazy. Just based off of rankings, right? Just based off of him being a, a low-ranked three-star, wouldn't have even came to Auburn because he was going to go to Liberty with Hugh Freeze if he came back over. Connie agrees with Blake, saying that she thinks Holden is out of here after the spring. Our boy Brett says that PT is on a short lease. Mr. Beautiful says Auburn has the best look at football uniforms. That should be a great selling point itself. I agree with you 100%. Them Stormtroopers, man. Mm, them stormtroopers and them homeless pretty too. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I disagree. You like Oregon's pink ones? Nope. <laughs> nope. I love the stormtroopers, dog, but uh Notre Dame's got the cleanest uniforms in college football. I like those now. Them them things, them things are nasty. I love them. I'm sorry. I, I think I think uh Texas, they're all yeah. whites, the all whites with Texas, those are dope. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong, Auburn. I love the uniform, but uh, I'm just I'm just sold on Notre Dame's, bro. I think those are I think they're yeah. gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Texas's. Um, I do love Notre Dame's. The helmet's sick. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm all about the classic look. 
Uh, James says, I agree with your point, Dustin. We can't sacrifice half of the season for a three-year starter who can't play consistently, especially with these elite receivers. To this point, James, I would say it's also uh, – let's say it's going bad, right? Let's say you're four and three or something like that, and the the PT is just doing what he did last year. Don't you? Wouldn't you also say at some point, hey, let's just get Walker – Well, if Walker's the guy and maybe maybe he's not quite ready yet, and maybe it would be throwing him to the wolves, but wouldn't it? Wouldn't you want to say, okay, let's at least use the back half of the season to get him established with these receivers and get him five or six games under his belt, so they can kind of get get some time together out there, and then he's coming into his sophomore season with those four or five games and feeling like, okay, I'm ready to take that next step, and I've got some time down with those receivers. Uh, I'm hoping that we don't get to that point. I'm hoping that PT or whoever it is that wins the job coming into week one, holds down the job. And I think that for Auburn, the best thing would be for that to be Peyton Thorne and for him to play up to what his maximum potential is more, you know, more consistently than he doesn't. Um, I don't believe that is going to happen. And when it comes time way down the line for us to make our preseason or our predictions on what the record's going to be, a lot of y'all are going to be screaming nine and three, 10 and two. You're going to be real mad at me. You're going to be real mad at me. And PT is going to be a big reason because I just don't think it's there. I'm with you guys. Um, but, yeah, we'll, this is, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how we, I agree with you, James. We said that last year, too. We, we said it last year, too. We were like, everybody was like, oh, Auburn can get to 10 wins. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, hey, pump the brakes. Pump the yeah. brakes. Let's reel it back. I know, man, we want to bug more than anybody. Fact. We, we want to get on here and say, hey, Auburn is back. They're going to the SEC championship game. They're going 11 and one. Uh, it, it's just going to be a hell of a season. But that's not the case. Auburn is, they're going to have a young team this coming year. They're, they're going to be thin in some spots. And we got to win. We got to win the key ones like Cal, dog. You can't lose to Cal. You got to beat Cal at home. Like I mentioned, you that those first five games at the crib, you got to win those. You got to take care of business. Yeah, for sure. Our, uh, our guy 251 Alaskan all be hopping in. What's up, brother? We appreciate you. The Ohio podcast said, is it football season yet? We got one more game. We got one more game Sunday, and it, I don't even know if it's going to be a football game. It might just be the Taylor Swift Bowl. Um, but they might play some football in between. Uh, it, it's breaking news, everybody. Breaking news. Football player has girlfriend. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. How I've I never seen such a thing, but no, it, it's still football season, baby. We got we got the Super Bowl, and uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be a good one. Ultimately, I think the Chiefs pull it out. Uh, look, I'm on the opposite side of the whole Taylor Swift thing. Um, I don't know why. Like like Taylor Swift doesn't bring that on herself. Taylor Swift just shows up to a football game, and CBS and Fox bring that on Taylor Swift. And it's like, and Taylor, I see Taylor Swift getting bashed in the media, bro. They're like, they're like, oh, Taylor Swift this, Taylor Swift that. Like, she's the most annoying person in the world. Bro, she's doing nothing but watching a football game. Like, she's literally celebrating when her man scores a touchdown. I wish, I wish my wife, I was in that situation. My wife's acting like that. If I scored a touchdown, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't get why everybody's like, oh, screw Taylor Swift. You know, like, she ain't doing it. No. She's just there to support. My beef, know? my beef, and I promise you, I wish my little brother was in the comments right now. He was, this has been a thing for me <laughs> since I was a kid. I promise you, I cannot stand them showing parents for an entire game. Maybe yeah. a shot, maybe a shot, but an entire game of a mom or a dad or an entire game of a wife. I get it. He has parents. Cool. Like, sweet, man. Like with Bo Nix. Yes, I know who Pat Nix, I know. Okay, yeah. like with you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it if Arch Manning ever starts at Texas, or if he goes somewhere and starts. They're gonna show you whatever Manning family members are there every time he completes a pass. That's why I said breaking news: football player has a girlfriend. I got listen. I'm not Taylor Swift's demographic. She's not trying to get me to listen to her music because I'm not going to. And I think she knows that, right? I'm not. Yeah. She's not aiming. She's not aiming to get my ear. So I got no beef with her. My beef was like you said, is with the 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 productions, the people that are running the, the broadcast, where it's like, hey man, I get it. Okay. 
He's Travis Kelsey. He's going to catch about seven, eight balls tonight. We don't have to do this every single time. We do. We, we don't have to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not like big uh, Taylor Swift anti one. I really couldn't even tell you two or three of her songs other than just the ones that had really become mass, you know, the big hits, but it just, it just ain't my lane. So uh, let's see, before we get out of here though, uh, Connie says, I think it gives us a chance uh, to change if we must. It was really not planning. I was really not planning on PT playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is going to be, it's going to be the discussion of the entire summer. Here's, here's what you do if you're Peyton Thorne. You come out to A-Day and you go 13 to 15 for three touchdowns. That's what you do. You come out and you light it up. And I know yeah. that that, I know that that, in the grand scheme, that doesn't mean anything. And I know that he's a three-year starter, right? And you're going to be like, okay, well, a spring game at this point, blah, 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 blah. But just for him right now in the Auburn narrative. Mentally. And it, yeah. And just his psyche. Come out and light it up on A-Day, bro. Throw a couple touchdowns to Camp Coleman. Y'all get something built up. You build up a, a rapport with some of these young cats. Uh, yep. Was it Robert Lewis that came up from Georgia State? Y'all yep. build something up, man. Let him have a year where he has six to 800 yards, six, seven touchdowns. We get some actual production for once through the air. That would be big for us. Um, guys, get your last-second comments in, and uh, questions in. You can hit that like button. You can hit that subscribe button if you have not. And then we got a big announcement, Blake. We got a big announcement. Um, so starting this Saturday, I'm not gonna say every Saturday, but more Saturdays than not, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. We'll be going live at 8:30 a.m. Central Time. So we did that live show about a month ago, I'd say on a Saturday, and it popped yep. one of our most watched shows ever. And we just got a lot of stuff going on, guys. You got spring football coming up right around the corner, right? They'll be on the field before you know it. We got baseball starting up, basketball's in the heat of it. So we're gonna call this one around the plains. And we're going to take you around the plains. Just come in on Saturday. We're going to talk Auburn. Obviously, going to be a lot of football based because that's what gets the views. But we're going to talk about, but we're going to talk about all Auburn sports, man. It's going to be just come in. We'll talk about anything and everything going on at Auburn. Y'all can kind of drive the discussion. But the plan is, look, uh, there'll be weekends, right, where me or Blake is going to be at the baseball game covering. One of us can call in from the, you know from the field, kind of do an on-field type thing. There's a lot of things that we can do with this. So we're looking forward to it. We're going to have a good time with it. Um, not going to be doing a Sunday show right now. We're just going to we're going to do that Saturday show, and they kind of let that go because there's no point in doing a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday like that, right? Um, so be looking on for that. And then, as you see, Blake doing his daddy duty. So some of these Tuesday shows might get moved to Thursdays. And that kind of thing, the live shows, we'll kind of keep you guys posted on all that um, just to kind of give Blake the opportunity to uh, get on here with us whenever he's got somebody to help him out at the house. So uh, yeah. if you're on the lookout for that, we'll definitely keep you guys posted. There'll still be some Tuesdays, but there'll be some Thursdays as well. So uh, just be on the lookout, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. My, my wife is a nurse. And so, uh, you know, that crazy schedule and she doesn't get off until eight. And, and uh, my, my little boy is snoring right now. He just fell asleep. So. Uh, it, it, I want to give my best to each and every one of you, and I want to be locked in when I do this show. So right. we'll let you know, we'll get a schedule and, uh, and thank y'all for being patient with me, especially when he's in the background and, and making his noise. I appreciate it. Uh, it means a lot to me. Yeah. Our fans are the best. And there's probably a lot of dads out there, Blake, that get it. Let's see my boy Blake grinding, bro. Grinding, literally holding the yeah. baby, still coming in here, still putting in content for you. Hey. Susan loves Levi. Hey, and I'll tell you one thing about Levi. Levi is straight bug. Levi will nope. always pick Auburn. He'll never pick against him, Tiger, yeah. baby. His uh, <laughs> Auburn, Auburn pacifier he just took hey. out. So, Hey, look. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tim says, look, half of us are fathers. It's all good. Everybody gets it. Um, and, look, this Saturday show, big guest. Big guest. Excited about this. Y'all are definitely going to enjoy this one. Uh, 251 Alaskan saying, I got three kids, buddy, two teenagers, no worries. So, you guys be on the lookout. We will still have the Friday show dropping Friday morning, Saturday. Y'all tap in if you have not. That link is in the description. Go check out our guy at the Bonner Supply Company. Also, if you are interested in helping us out, you want your little up tempo merch right there, go over to the warportshop.com. You can do that. I see y'all in the comment. Remind everybody to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on audio, leave us a review. 
Five stars, baby, right? Five stars, just yeah. the way that Hugh Freeze likes them. We appreciate each and every single one of you. We love all of you. Let's beat Alabama tomorrow. My prediction, real quick, Tigers, 82, tied, 74. Rammer, jammer, yellow hammer, go to hell, Alabama. Tigers roll, baby. I'm going to go 78. I'm going to go 78 to 74, Auburn, in the jungle, getting their lick back. Uh, and 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 squaring things up at the top of the SEC, boy, that'd be nice. Uh, I, look, it's a must-win game. All right, I, I dropped that little basketball episode, and, and to me, it is a must-win game, y'all. Yeah, but like Dustin said a couple weeks ago when we lost to him, yeah, uh, it is. It's a must-win. You can't keep having this narrative of Auburn getting beat by Alabama in every sport. It just can't happen. So, and then if you lose, everybody's going to say uh, Bruce Pearl's three and seven and, uh, against Nate Oates, and that just can't happen. It can't happen. So, uh, I think this is a must win for Auburn, and I think they get it done. And War Damn Eagle to every one of you out there. Let's go get a dub. Yes, sir. Oh, and hockey team. Speaking of beating Alabama, hockey team <laughs> swept Alabama this weekend, baby. Swept them. So, got to give the hockey boys a shout out yeah. over there. All right, man. We'll see y'all Friday. War Damn Eagle, y'all. We're out of here. War Damn.